a road trip powered by a Jeep and a Bambi Airstream with California plates. A podcast with Marcello Palormo, director of Turin's Pinacoteca Agnelli. A road trip, a visit to Tokyo, a wedding at the Unity Chapel, lunch in Richland Center, Chicago, New York, Racine, Madison, Phoenix. Those are just a few places where the name Frank Lloyd Wright popped up in conversations. It's been years since we visited Taliesin. Nancy and I drove out to Spring Green for a tour a few weeks ago. The docent and visuals were superb, some of which are available in the Amuse app and obviously on Taliesin's website. We're excited to dive in deeper today with Taliesin's Aaron Mike Thiering. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Tell us a bit about your work at Taliesin and how you arrived there. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm a born and raised uh, Spring Green local, um, one of the few um, natives here on the staff at Taliesin Preservation. Um, most of my colleagues are transplants from other areas <laughs> that have been gravitating specifically towards Frank Lloyd Wright. Um, I came here a little bit um, mid-career. I graduated college in the height of the recession. Um, took me a long time to find my place. And um, about five years ago, um, I came on as the event manager and communication coordinator. And as the organization has evolved and grown, um, I've been able to take on the communication manager role. Um, so I'm responsible for um, all sorts of things, including advertising, marketing, PR, um, all of those things. So um, I'm very, very excited to be here. This is kind of, um, in a roundabout way, a lifelong dream to find a place that feels like home and is comfortable and um, I get to do the things that I love and spend some time in a beautiful place. It's hard to ask for more from a yeah. career, really. That's, that's, yeah. that's fantastic, Aaron. So there's a couple of things I wanted to cover on, you know, just the experiences available to visitors. Um, one, uh, as I said, we hadn't been out there in some time, uh, but we were really impressed with uh, the visitor center, the, the cafe, and the, um, the quality of the docent, you know, the, the knowledge and all that. So tell us what What's available first for people who are visiting in person and scheduling a, a visit to Taliesin? What, what options do they have? Sure. We have, we just opened for tours on June 1st and things are um, going a little bit slower than normal. Um, so we have our um, normal tour schedule available. The, uh, the highlights, the house and the estate tour are the most popular tours um, the estate tour is um, probably everyone's favorite. It's a four-hour walking tour across the estate, and you end up having some light refreshments on Wright's bedroom terrace um, outside. Um, tours look a little bit different this year. We've limited the capacities, and um, we've taken measures for social, social distancing, lots of extra cleaning, of course, um, so those are kind of like the entry level points of interest um, for people. We are also doing um, takeout in our cafe. You can, we also have dine-in options now, but 
um, with limited seating, but we have takeout options. You can hike in the Welsh Hills um, on our trail system. There's all sorts of things that you can do. It's not just um, about experiencing architecture, it's about nature, art, culture. Um, we are now part of a UNESCO World Heritage Site, um, and we can dive a little bit deeper into that later, but um, those are kind of the, the basic entry points to Taliesin. So if you were thinking about a, a day um, in and around Spring Green, you mentioned hiking, you mentioned art. What, what would you recommend, uh, Aaron? So obviously you'd schedule your time at Taliesin, but what else would be on your agenda for a day? In the yeah, we've been doing a lot of thinking about this. Um, we've, we're starting to put together some driftless day trips. Um, other things in the area that are available um, that come to mind, um, Cave of the Mounds is open. Um, they are really good friends of ours and partners. Um, we also have Tower Hill State Park, um, Governor Dodge State Park, the Wisconsin River flows right along the state. Um, there's ways to canoe and kayak. Um, and our downtown Spring Green is full of art and shops that are open and ready to serve our visitors. Um, APT this year is closed, so we're starting to feel the effects of um, not having them available this summer. Um, we miss them dearly and um, hope that we can see some of their shows next year. Um, but those are some of the, the favorite things that I would be doing or am doing currently also. <laughs> right. And just for those who aren't familiar, APT is American Players Theater. Maybe you can give folks just a little background on, on APT or American Players. Yeah, they are our neighbors just down the street um, near the golf course. And they're an outside outdoor theater um, they, I believe they host about 50,000 people per year. Um, they have a variety of uh, classical Shakespeare and then uh, more modern plays as well. It's a very popular destination here in Spring Green. Um, and we miss them very much. As do we. So the, the people who make the journey to Spring Green and Taliesin, what are the demographics? Where do they come from? What do, what do you know about the people who visit Aaron? Sure. Um, in previous years, we've seen um, a little bit older demographic um, visit us. Our main um, places that we pull from are um, Chicago, Wisconsin, New York, and California. Um, we have lots of, previously, we've had lots of group tours, bus tours come and visit us. This year, we're starting to see a little bit of um, multi-generational tourism. So parents, grandparents, grandchildren, they have not seen their families in quite some time. So we're starting to see some of those groups of people come in um, to experience this together and rather than individually. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, in fact, the day we arrived, there was, as I mentioned, the the Jeep and the small Airstream, a family from San Jose architects, of course, were mm -hmm. making a road trip for the summer and uh, had a very nice chat with them. So it's nice. an interesting, uh, interesting time. Uh, so there's something called the Frank Lloyd Wright Trail. Maybe you can tell us about that, how yeah. it came to be and what people can do with that. Yeah. 
So the Frank Leonard Trail is um, kind of a self-guided driving tour across the uh, across Wisconsin, and um, it starts here in Spring Green, goes up to um, Richland Center where Wright was born. Um, there's several stops in Madison, and then it goes from Milwaukee down to Racine and Kenosha as well. So there's all these Wright sites that are um, open to the public that are available for tours, um, or actually I would definitely check ahead. There is a Frank Lloyd Wright Trail app. Check ahead and make sure these uh, places are open to the public. Um, some of them might be just exterior only right now, um, but definitely check ahead before you go. Um, so it's a self-guided tour um, across the, the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, it's very cool. We've, we've done it. Um, so when you think about Frank Lloyd Wright, it's not limited to Wisconsin, obviously. There's, as I mentioned, you know, New York and Tokyo and Phoenix. So where have you run into work or events or, let's say, brand exercises recently that reflect Taliesin and Frank Lloyd Wright's influence uh, around the world? What have you been following? What's happening uh, here? Um, right now, I'm very into the um, Imagine series from Lindahl Homes. They are a um, kind of a preeminent uh, modular home system that um, uh, Trina Lindahl and Ari Georges teamed up. They are both um, graduates of the School of Architecture at Taliesin, and they've teamed up and created um, these licensed Frank Lloyd Wright homes that are inspired by um, a handful of uh, homes that you can build on your own site. Um, Ari is actually my own architect. We are not doing an Imagine Series home, but we've designed a custom home with him that we're in the process of building. So um, I've got my thumb on that beat of the, uh, the Lindahl homes. They're doing a pretty awesome job with um, some of their more modern takes on uh, modern living. Are there, um, are there events or um, uh, groups that work together around the world around right? I mean, uh, I know your Instagram uh, account has some virtual events here and there. So what's happening with that, Erin? Yeah, so right now during um, this period of quarantine and a lot of right sites being shut down, we've been doing some um, swapping of videos with other right sites across the country. Um, it's called Right Virtual Visits, and um, it's organized by the Frank Lloyd Wright Foundation and the um, Frank Lloyd Wright Building Conservancy. Um, they've put together kind of a schedule, and we're all all these sites are swapping um, some videos so you can check out um, almost you know there's probably at least 20 25 sites at any given time that are swapping videos um, with each other so there's so much content that um, you can see um, a space that maybe you aren't able to travel to right now um, you can check out some of those videos so that leads me into the online experiences for those unable to visit. Uh, I noticed that, for example, Falling Water is currently offering um, outdoor uh, tours, either self-guided or 
more professionally guided tours only. Um, so what, what other online experiences have you either created or run across uh, for those who want to explore but, uh, but can't do it in person? Yeah, we, are, we do have a virtual tour on our website that's become very popular in the last few months. Um, and this year, for the first time ever, we are taking our Talius and summer camps virtual. So now is the time to get, if you have a young person in your life, um, we're taking kids from ages 8 to 18 and taking our virtual, our camps virtual. Um, so they'll get, some of the older kids will get one-on-one -on -one time with um, an architect who will give them like portfolio development stuff if they're thinking about going to college for architecture or um, we've got activities for kids as young as um, eight years old. So um, that's kind of a, that's a brand new way that we've never engaged people before. So um, kids from all that's over the world cool. can join us. Uh, very cool. So how long does that take? Is, is there a cost for that? Is it is a time or what's what? Tell me about the program. Yeah, all of our summer camp information is on our website, taliesandpreservation.org. And um, there, there's various camps um, for the uh, different age groups, uh, different prices for those. Um, and there are scholarships available as well. Um, and then those start the week. So they're week-long camps, and they start uh, July 13th and every week um, until uh, mid-August. Um, so you'll have to check out uh, which ages and um, what interests uh, there are and see what fits for your, your student. Oh, that's pretty cool. Are there other events that are seasonal uh, throughout the year? Are there other things that uh, you have planned for the fall and winter? Uh, um, well, we've made the um, official decision just this week to go ahead with our farm dinner series. Um, that's a, um, we have three of those every summer and the first one is in July and there, we will have a different format than we normally do. Um, they usually take place outside and they are at one long table and everyone sits at one long table and the the beauty of that is that everything is served family style. So you're serving your neighbor, you're having conversation. Um, obviously, we're not doing that piece this year. Um, we're going to be having um, tables individually set for folks. And if people want to take their food and go bring a blanket, go outside, um, they're welcome to do that. So we're very excited that those are happening um, just in a different way this year um, this fall um, well we're just kind of waiting to see uh, obviously we're monitoring the COVID situation um, daily weekly um, we don't have anything concrete for the fall and winter yet because those are usually our um, things start to slow down here because of Wisconsin weather so we're we're holding on fall and winter and who knows what will happen um, with COVID but um, we are excited that we're going to be having our farm dinner series still this year. So what sort of food uh, are you planning for the farm dinner series? What, what can people expect for that? That's a good question. I have not heard directly from the chef yet, but um, 
that food is always served, uh, always local, uh, always fresh. We have a kitchen garden. I should mention our food artisan immersion program, which is a um, program that um, students come to us. It's a culinary training program where you live at Taliesin, you work here in the Riverview Terrace Cafe, you garden on the estate, um, and then you take field trips. There's curriculum based around all of this as well. Um, you take field trips to local farms, uh, orchards, um, all of those sorts of things, and then you start networking with um, our local food alliances. Um, so we use all of that, um, that groundwork that we have with the cafe. We use all of that um, networking, et cetera, um, to provide food for our farm dinners. So this is kind of like a, the farm dinner is kind of like a highlight of all of those things coming together and being, you know, married out in the field. Spring Green is a terrific place for that. Yeah. The, the food is, is fantastic. So if, if you had uh, some time someday, what other Frank Lloyd Wright locations around the world would you, would you visit or, or spend some time on there? What has caught your interest? Um, I would say I'm pretty interested in some of Wright's later work that like the Marin County Civic Center, um, those more circulinear type uh, buildings. Um, I am not super well-traveled in Frank Lloyd Wright, but I did really enjoy um, my time at Florida Southern College, which is the only other place that has more Frank Lloyd Wright buildings than we do here at Taliesin. Um, I think they have one or two more than we do. Uh, I'm not sure how that happened, but <laughs> um, every time I go to another Frank Lloyd Wright building, it always feels there. You can feel that connection being, you know, working here, being born and raised here. It always feels there's something very familiar about walking into a Wright building for me. So it always feels like I'm coming home in a way. Um, so I really, that's the part that I really enjoy that. I can see the I can see some of these tricks that he's trying to pull on the person as you're walking through and experiencing these spaces. So it always feels very comfortable to me. Exactly. And I think uh, as we talked earlier, the Frank Lloyd Wright Trail, you know, is sort of an interesting set of bookends, you know, if you begin around Spring Green and mm -hmm. Richland Center and then make your way through Madison to uh, the SC Johnson corporate center and week spread i mean it, it's it's a fascinating look at at some things that are similar but some that are quite different and and i think the land too as you know you get closer to lake michigan versus the, the rolling hills the beauty of spring green it, it's it's really a, an interesting exercise and, and very fun so uh, yeah super cool and then one last i just wanted to say one last thing that impressed me in, in our tour was the docent you know, dealt as all of us, you know, as humans, you know, with the, the strengths and weaknesses of the character, I thought very well and, and as part of the tour. So I, I wanted to applaud you with uh, or your organization with both uh, the great achievements and some of the challenges in Wright's life that were, were discussed at, on the, uh, <laughs> on the house tour. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're always trying to do more to um, make that relevant to 
life today? Um, how do how do we tie that in with our programming? Um, it's all very an intentional um, way that we interpret these spaces in his story. Great. Well, thanks again for joining us today, Aaron. And uh, it was uh, it's always a pleasure to chat Taliesin and, uh, and Frank Lloyd Wright and uh, best wishes through the summer with this, this time of change. Yes, thank you. Please come and visit us. It's a, it's a wonderful experience. There's plenty of room um, for social distancing. We're getting great feedback that people feel safe and comfortable. So if you also feel safe and comfortable, it's time to get out of the house, maybe get with your family. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was very well done and lots of distance, as you say. It was a great, great tour.